Good day. And it is a pleasure and an honor to be here. I realize that uh, I'm not Keith. I look, I look a little different from Keith, so that may be a shocker to some, but I am happy to say that while I am from a different house, we are part of the same family. God has blessed me and given me this great opportunity to come to share the word of God, and I don't take this privilege lightly. God could have assigned or chosen anybody to be here today, but I am extremely grateful to be here with you today. Um, there is a song in the African-American culture, and it says, when all God's children get together, that we're going to have a good time. I don't necessarily believe that song is talking about heaven. I believe it's talking about here on earth. When all God's children can get together, we're going to have a mighty, mighty good time. Oftentimes in church, we see people, uh, we're, we're segregated. But when we know who we belong to, we can rejoice in the fact that when we all get together down here on earth, that we're going to have a mighty, mighty good time. I've always envisioned speaking to a culture that did not always look just like me. So I believe that this, this moment in time, this moment is God showing me the things, allowing me to live the things that he has shown me in private. So I am privileged, honored, and grateful to be here with you today. So if you will, the gospel according to St. John, the gospel according to St. John, I'm, I'm right, right? We're not supposed to do anything else right now. Okay, okay. Gospel according to St. John, and I'm going to talk to y'all. And if y'all don't talk to me back, I'm going to keep talking to y'all <laughs> until y'all talk to me. And it's all right for y'all to talk to me back. Okay? Okay? I just I want to break the ice. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I got one person talking to me. Is there another? Amen. Has God been good to anybody? Let's just go ahead and get a little. I'm a joyous person. I'm excited. You know, if, if any Jaguar fans in here today? All right, all right. Is anybody looking for them to win today? No, no. It can't be no real fans in here. I said, is anybody looking for your team to win today? And if you're excited about your team winning, you ought to be excited about the God who woke you up this morning. Anybody excited that God woke them this morning? He didn't have to do it, but he did. And if you're excited about that, just wave your hands. I'm not going to ask you to do a lot of things, but if you're excited about that, wave your hands and say, God, I thank you. Yes, yes. So we are in the gospel of John, John chapter 11. Um, Keith, I'm happy to be here, but I, I need to say this to you. This was a challenge for me today to, put, to prepare this part of John chapter 11. All parts of the Bible are exciting, and I'm happy about the word, but the second part of this chapter is where the good stuff lies. The good stuff, and, and, and it was challenging for me to prepare because I know what the end is going to be. 
So I have the task today of not getting too excited about the end, but getting happy about the part that God has assigned for me to do today. So John chapter 11, I'm going to read uh, verses uh, 17 through 27, but I'm going to talk about, um, we're going to cover the first 27 verses, and I promise I'm not going to talk about every single verse. We're going to cover the first, uh, we're going to cover 17 through 27, and our focus will be on 25, 26, but we're going to talk about quite a few of them. So if I could read them, it says, now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give to you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believe in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who, come, who is coming into the world. This particular passage takes place after Jesus has, he has just in chapter 10 told, them, told his people that he is the good shepherd and they hear his voice, his sheep hear his voice and they follow him. Now Jesus get the, gets the word that his friend, the one he loved, is sick. Jesus says that this sickness is not unto death. If I was in a church where people look like me, I would say that Jesus said that this sickness is not un unto death, and folk will get happy. <laughs> folk will get happy. You know why? Because they have experienced sickness, and God has healed their bodies. God has brought them through, and now they're here. They're in a place where they can rejoice. So when I say that sickness is not always unto death, Somebody needs to get happy about that. Somebody who has been sick and God has healed their body, and I say sickness is not unto death. That's right, sister. Wave your hand back there. That God has been good to you. I need us to see. I'm not going to be long. The first thing is that all sickness is not unto death. Sometimes what you're going through is so that God can be glorified. Now, I know that ain't a good thing when you're actually going through but the blessing comes when God heals your body, when God allows you to go through something and then other folk want to know, how did you make it through? How did you do it? It was nobody but the Lord. Do I have one witness who knows that the healness that you received, that it was nobody but the Lord? So everything that goes on in, in your life, even if you face sickness, 
it is not always unto death. Sometimes it's simply so God can be glorified. And I know you may be saying, well, why did God have to use me to get the glory? Because he in control. Because he's God and he can do whatever he wants to do. Now look at this. Now we know that everything is not intended for our death. We know that God is in control. Verse 6 says this. When Jesus gets the word that Lazarus is sick, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Now, if I'm your friend and you get the word that I'm sick, if they sending you the word, it's because I need you to come and I need you to come when? Right now. I need you to come right now, but because God is in control, guess what he does? He stays where he is two, minutes, two more days. I want us to know this, that God is an on-time God. When God shows up, he never shows up late. He may not come when we want him, but he's always on time. We also need to know that God is in control. He's never late. He ain't on our time schedule. Ain't that something? Because when we pray to him, we don't pray, God, come when you feel like it. We don't say, God, I'll suffer through this two more weeks. When we're praying, we want him to come right now. God is not on our timetable. Waiting on God may not be easy, but it is worth it when you get the thing that you've been waiting on. Has anybody ever told God you was too late? Has anybody said, that's okay, you can go back now? It's okay, I already made it out on my own. Anybody ever told him that? When he shows up, we are excited. He's not on our time schedule, but he is our God. And when he shows up, he shows up right in the nick of time. I want you to know something else. He is in control. He's always on time. He's not on our schedule. He's worth the wait, and, and he's not limited by time. You ever been to the hospital visiting a loved one and, and doctors has the family around and he tells them that if you want to see him, you need to go ahead and call your family in and you call the family in because you know the person that you're there visiting and their time is not long. But God is so good that you can call the family in. Listen to me. Call the family in, the family gather around the bed, the family pray, that person leave here. God is such an on-time God that that person can leave and God can bring them back. Yes, that's shouting stuff right there. That, that's, that's where we get happy, knowing that even when it looks dark, God can bring light in the most darkest place. When life has left a body, God has the power to bring life back. Glory be to his name. He can bring life back. And that's what we're going to find out in the second part of this. 
that he's going to bring life back. He's going to give life to that which there was no life. But I got good news for us. He has given us life. Those of us who belong to him has already experienced the resurrection power that only Jesus can give. Hallelujah. All of us who already believe are walking around here, dead men walking. Because he has breathed the newness of life in us and we experience a resurrection that only he can give. So he's in control of everything. What's so good about this is that Lazarus is Jesus' friend. And just because you're God's friend, that you're Jesus' friend, it does not mean that everything's going to be good in your life. Isn't that good to know? No, it's really not. <laughs> if I'm connected to him, I need him to look out for me. I need him to make sure that everything in my life goes the way that I want it to go. I don't want any heartaches. How many people here look for heartaches? We don't want any heartaches. If we know trouble's this way, we, most of us will turn and go that way. But sometimes God has designed our path, our journey, for us to walk right in the midst of trouble. And, and the good thing about that is when you know who he is, you can walk into trouble knowing that God is with you. That is the only way that we survive the heartaches that we go through is because God is with us. So, so, so he's, he is Lazarus' friend. And Lazarus has now, watch this, died. Lazarus is gone. So Jesus tells his disciples, excuse me, let's go, let's go to to uh, Judea. And his disciples says to him, wait a minute, don't you know that they were trying to kill you there? They were trying to stone you and you want to go there? There ain't a place where we can be that God can't get to us. I don't care how bad it is. There ain't a place where we can go that he will say, I'm not going there. Glory be to his name. Anybody, has God rescued anybody out of some bad situations? I, I say this right here. I've been some places and I've done some things that I don't want my mama to know about. Am I the only person in the room? Is, is there anybody else in here with me that has been some places and done some things that you don't want your mama to talk about? The, the, your mama to know about? The only reason I'm here is because God came in those places and got me out of them places. The only reason I'm here today is because God stopped me from doing those things that I don't want my mama to know about. So here it is. They trying to kill Jesus. Jesus said, hey, 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 hey. I ain't worried about that. Let's, let's go back because somebody's there that he needs to help. There's, there's been some places, y'all, that only Jesus could come and get us out of. So he goes to the place 
where Lazarus is. Before he gets there, he tells his, his disciples that Lazarus is asleep. I got to go so I can awake him. His disciples says, well, if he's asleep, he'll be okay. He'll be okay. Well, if he's asleep, well, let us go so we can get some sleep too. Let us go and get some rest. Then Jesus has to plainly say to them that Lazarus is dead. He's trying to let them know that Lazarus has no more life in his body. Life in Lazarus ceases to exist. So Jesus says to them, plainly, he is dead. Look, there's no hope. Watch this for Lazarus in the natural. When we get the word that somebody's passed away, y'all, we just wait, wait for the memorial service. That's what we do. Jesus said, let's, let's go so I can wake him. That's good, y'all. That's good to know that for us as believers, when we pass, when, when, when we leave here, when life is no longer in our body, for the saints, we're not dead. We just sleep. Psalms 116 and 15 tell us, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Why is it precious? Because one day he's going to wake us. It's like we're taking a nap. Anybody, as, in a, as a kid, I thought naps was a punishment. As a child, my mama said, go take a nap. What I did, because I want to run around. But as an adult, I appreciate a good nap. Are you listening to me? I appreciate a moment that I can close my eyes for a moment of temporary rest. That's what death is for the believer. A moment of temporary death because the Lord himself, is one day going to come and he's going to call our name. And when he calls our name, we're going to wake from our sleep, rejuvenated, refreshed, like we've never experienced before. You ever took a nap and, and all you needed, we call them power naps. If I can just get a few minutes of rest. So what God is going to, some of us, if he don't tarry, if he, if he don't come right away, some of us, some of us are going to experience the Lord's sleep. We're going to take a nap. But he is going to wake us. And for those of us who belong to him, we are his friends. As I said earlier, we have already tasted the resurrection wind that only God can blow. If we've been born again, if, if we belong to him, we've already experienced. We, we, we've only got a taste. There is the saints, the older saints would say, when somebody gets a glimpse of glory, they go home with the Lord. When they get a glimpse of what glory is like, they no longer want to be here with us because they've got a glimpse of glory. And when they get a glimpse of, glimpse of glory, they want to be in the presence of the Lord. Billy Graham says in an interview one time, he, he anxiously awaits the meeting of the Lord. And I believe Billy Graham says that simply because he has a taste 
of the resurrection win. I want to see him. I want to see, behold his face. But there's some things that I want to see here on earth. Are you anybody with me? That they want to see him. But there's some things that I, I got a grandson. I, I want to see him grow up to be a man. I, I want to see his kids. But, but if, if, if I get a glimpse of glory, none of that will matter because I've seen the Lord. If I can just get a glimpse, I love my wife. If I can get a glimpse, I'm checking out of here. And, and look, 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 that ain't me. Because if she get a glimpse of glory, I, I mean nothing to her anymore. Because she see him for who he is. So, so, so those of us, we, we've got a little bit. And you ever feel sometimes in your spirit, some, some, something happens. You ever been in a gathering and, and, and a song comes up on the screen, the words pop up on the screen and it make you raise your hand? Anybody know what I'm talking about? That, 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 that the words, you see the words and, and tears begin to fall down your face. Anybody here ever experienced that? You, what, what you experience is just a little bit of his glory. Uh, you listen to me? He, he gives it to us in, in spurts because we can't handle it all at one time. So, 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 so we experience, when we begin to think of how good he's been to us and what he's brought us from, we get excited. But see, that feeling pales in comparison to what it's going to be like when we're in his presence every day. It pales in comparison to what it's going to be like when we will walk around heaven hollering, holy, holy, holy. Why? Because we've seen the risen Christ. So those of us who are connected to him, we are already experiencing a little bit of the resurrection wind and it's blowing in our life. Because we've experienced a little bit, we don't have a mere hope. Uh, are y'all with me? I, I, I don't have a little bit of hope about heaven. I got great, great hope about heaven. I, I got great hope about who he is. It, it's, it's not that I, 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 sometimes here, here on earth, we, we begin to think that we deserve something. We deserve nothing. We deserve nothing. Everything that we have is because of God's grace and his mercy. We got a good job, it's because of him. If we had a roof over our head last night, it's because of him. If we drove here today, it's because of him. If we're in this room with aches and pains in our body, it's because of him. Everything that we have is because of him. So, so our hope, and, 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 and right here, right now, y'all, we still have good times, don't we? We have a good time. It ain't always like we want it to be, but... but if I could look back over my life and I began to look where he's brought me from, I would see some bad days in my life. I would see some good days. I would see some days that I really messed up. I would see some days that I would want to do over again. 
But when I look all the way back and I compare everything, the Lord has been good to me. My good days outweigh all my bad days. And for that, y'all, if, if I can look back and give an a, a, a honest appraisal of my life that my good days have outweighed my bad days, y'all, I am going to a place where every day is good. Amen? Am I going by myself? I'm going to a place where every day is howdy, howdy, and never goodbye. There's no darkness, y'all. There's no rain. Every day going to be sunshine. Y'all not going to that place? It, look, look, we ought to be happy about that. I ought not be happy by myself. You won't know me there. But if you're going there, it's just good enough to know that we're all going to be in the same place together. And every day is going to be a good day. Anybody in here like bacon? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to make sure y'all were still awake. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, right there. You like bacon? Yeah, she's like, no, don't do that to me. I believe there's a bacon section in heaven. <laughs> Hello, now I got some folk. Now, now folk want to go to heaven. Don't go just for the bacon, y'all, because you may be disappointed. There ain't no bacon in heaven. But just knowing that we're going to be in the place where God is, where the one who died for our sins, where, where the one on earth that we experienced just a taste, a little bit of his resurrection power, in our lives, that we're going to be in his presence every single day. Man, that is good news. That is something to be happy about. That's something to shout about. I want you to know that God is in control. And I want you to know that for, for the friend of Jesus, those of us who belong to him, that death is like sleep. So here it is. Here it is. Last thing I want you to know is this, we've got to believe what Jesus said to Martha. Listen to this. Martha said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me Though he die, he yet shall he live, and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? That is the question. Do you believe this? Do you believe? Do you believe that if you believe in him, you shall never die? And if you, listen to this, if you, by chance, you close your eyes, you ain't dead, you just sleeping. Don't, don't, don't you die, don't you sleep. You already, he already made death and sleep the same thing. So if you sleep, if you close your eyes, that you shall live again, do you believe? That, that, that is it. He's in control. And, and just because we're, we're friends of him, it does not mean that everything's going to be all right all the time. It's going to be all right eternally, but there's some stuff that we're going we to have some times on earth that we ain't going to appreciate while we're going through them. Some things that we're not going to understand, but it ain't for us to understand. It says, do you believe this? She says, yeah, Lord, I do. 
So my question to you today is simple as this. Do you believe? Do you believe that there's coming a day when the dead in Christ will rise? Do you believe that there's coming a day that, that, that things in your life will be no more? That you're going to experience God like you've never, ever experienced him before. He is the resurrection and the life. And if we know him today, we've experienced just a little bit of his resurrection. If we know him. The question is, do you believe? We'll leave this place thinking about many things that's happened in life. This year, we're coming to an end. Do you believe the same God who's kept you this year can keep you next year? Do you believe the same God who's made a way out of no way this year can make ways for next year? The same God who's been a bridge over troubled water in 2017 will be the same bridge that you need in 2018. Do you believe? Do you believe? Let's pray. God, our Heavenly Father, we, we thank you today for you are the res resurrection and the life. We thank you today, God, that you are in control. We thank you, Father, that you're not. We don't control you. And that if you're not limited by time, even in this passage, God, he, Lazarus was dead four days, but you showed up, God. So you're not limited by time. God, I thank you that you are our life giver. I thank you for the taste of the resurrection wind that we have experienced. And I pray, God, as we leave this place, that we will never forget who you are. We'll never forget the power that's within you. And God, we will always believe that you are the giver of life. You can turn things around, even when it looks like all hope is gone. So God, we thank you, and we say we believe. In Christ's name we pray, amen.